This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Friends, welcome to another episode of Recovery. Today is one of our episodes we haven't done in a while, which is the two of us just chat about like yeah. what's been going on. So I'm Sarah Heath and this is This is Justin Gentry. Um yeah. I, I I think I know my name better when we don't have a guest. I think that's it. I think I'm ner- nervous. Do you get nervous? Is that what it is? Actually, I have been listening to a bunch of podcasts this week and it is absolutely normal for the other person. So I'm thinking we can do what I've heard other podcasts people do is they introduce the other one mm. that might be our way to go so so everybody you're just watching well, the behind the scenes of how which yeah, is actually is kind it. of our is it kind of our topic tonight i think a little bit yeah. so that makes sense we have been thinking a lot about it's fall it is uh there's a lot going on in the world i don't know if you've noticed justin yeah there's a lot and it's a lot um that's like in our former well, i guess our current former area of expertise right somewhat which is touches uh, upon it christian evangelicalism and even mainline stuff there's just a lot going on and we were sort of thinking through because we had just been at theology bear camp where we were with a bunch of people who their career is this like speaking on this stuff being present to it and we recently had a gathering of our discord folks and we were talking about this idea of like what is our place within as former clergy or former pastors, what is our place within the commenting section? Or like, are, do we need to come on to comment and make declarations on everything that's going on in the world? Is that good for our mental health? Is it even what the world is asking of us? So many of our friends who are former clergy have this like, almost like they feel compelled or, or a need to like, add to the add to the news, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a lot of like, I'll say moralizing on either end of it too. Mm. You know, there's people that are like, if you don't say something, you're part of the problem. Like, right. Okay, Janice, maybe sit down on Facebook for a second. We do have a know? friend Janice, but we're not talking about her specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was literally just the first name that popped in my head. I was not imagining the incredible Janice Legata. Uh, she's she can amazing. speak on anything she, she wants. She has full rights um, of speaking. Yes. Not that she needs us to give it to her. <laughs> she's incredible. No, she does not need that. Mm-hmm. But no, she was not who I was thinking of. I think I was actually thinking more of the character from Friends. Was it Janice or Janet? I don't remember. The girlfriend who was, you know, the really annoying one. Anyway, that's who I was thinking of. You know, but th- there are folks that kind of like are like moralize the whole like you have to speak up. But then right. there are also people that kind of moralize the whole like, why are you talking about this? You don't know. You're just another person. And so. And and I think we can get caught in that. Right. Um, and so it's like, it's, I don't know that because for me, at least I'll just speak for myself. I tend to learn in public, which is very good, but also very problematic at times in the sense that I, I learn and dialogue with other people. 
which lends itself more to quote speaking up, whereas other people, maybe wiser people, uh, they can do their learning just in a room by themselves. I don't know how that works, but and so I think it's for me, it's like I've had to learn to make space for all kinds yeah. in that way and make space for folks that like that are like me that they kind of like have to say something in order to even like learn about the thing and folks that don't say something. And I think there's just a lot of moralizing that goes on that we just need to take a step back from and just realize that like the world is incredibly complex and people are going to learn in different ways. But also, you know, there are times to be quiet and there's times to speak up for all of us. Yeah, I was just thinking trying to figure that out. I feel in my body the same way so a Sunday would come and something major would have happened. Right. And mm-hmm. the example I have is like after the election of 2016, you know, Sunday comes and I look out and, you know, I've got queer folks in my community. I've got, you know, all kinds of diversity there. And I knew that people were in a, in a state of grief and because it had felt like the whole race was just so, you know, filled with like animosity and like terrible, terrible 2016's mm-hmm. election was rough. And I'm seeing these people traumatized and, and I just couldn't not speak. Right. And so I said, you know, at, at, the, at the top of, I mean, I literally just sort of let my heart show and like, I actually cried at the start. I was like, we are in, I think I knew then. Like this is a pivotal moment. And, but there have been, there were times after that where things would happen on a, we'll say a Saturday night. And I would be like, okay, I think as someone who should be making like prophetic, or I'm, 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 people are wondering what I think about this. And that's mm-hmm. like, sounds really narcissistic. People are wondering, but, but people really were like, they were. There. yeah. And I think sometimes when I try to go into my own body now and see like, what am I actually feeling? I feel that a little bit on social media and I, I shut down um, because I don't want to post about my, you know, and, and I do, I post about my life when there's so much tragedy, tragedy happening in Gaza, uh, everything that was happening with Hamas. I mean, just devastation. And then there's still, you know, mass shootings and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, I want to, I want to comment on it, but is it my place? And then I go into my body and it feels the same way, this performative, careful not to be performative, Sarah, like be thoughtful in this stuff. And and it was interesting for me to hear from some of the folks in our discord that they also feel this sense of like, I'm not a pastor anymore, but there are folks who still wonder what I think. And so I was wondering Uh if we could think through how do we, how do we help ourselves not just be performative about like, oh, I should weigh in on this, mm-hmm. but also be an ally. Like, where are the places and spaces? And then like, what are your practices that kind of keep you grounded mm-hmm. so that you're not just like, you know, doing the same thing again, be pastoring without getting paid. You know what I mean? Like being the person who people ask these things of, if that is something that still happens for you. Yeah. I mean, we all pastored while being underpaid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fair. Yeah. I think, well, it is interesting because it becomes this almost like this reflex in you. Mm-hmm. Like, where, I mean, and you joke about pastors, like the reflex turning everything into a sermon illustration yeah. or whatever. Like, 
But like there is this kind of reflex to be like this thing is happening and XYZ people are interested in what I have to say. And I need to like, for lack of a better term, prepare a statement. Right. Which is weird because we're not celebrities. You know, but 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 in a local church context, you are a local celebrity. I mean, the mm-hmm. most like local micro tiny kind of thing. But it's like you're you're I mean, in 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 a healthy community, it's you know, it's where you're you're the people you're the person that people turn to for guidance, you know, in an unhealthy community, you're the person people turn to for what to think. Right. And but either way, it's like people are looking to you. and. And when suddenly people aren't, or maybe it's like a more informal, like former former people that were in your congregation are looking, but most aren't or whatever, it, it can be kind of weird because, it, and we've talked about this before when, you know, you kind of do have to wear a mask a bit in ministry. You have to become another person. You have to perform a role, even if you don't feel like it. And and so I think it can be this interesting task in figuring out, like, is this part of me? Is this like speaking up or speaking out or mm-hmm. announce or preparing a statement? Is this me or is it just another part of this performance that oh, I love that um, I'm now doing for free? Is this me? You know, and, and that's and that's a good question to ask. Um, I think for me, I, 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 I post a lot less. I definitely post a lot differently if i'm on the internet i tend to i honestly i tend to check in more with like people personally right you know yeah um and less in the kind of like broad blast i still do some of that i'm i'm a white man with two podcasts i definitely like to have my opinions aired out in the internet in the world you know but I try to be a little more measured, especially on things that are incredibly complex or difficult or honestly i just don't feel like fighting like, like, I don't post much to Facebook anymore, mostly because it's like anything that I would have to say on that platform would probably just end up with w- stealing way too much of my energy. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a fight, even if it's just well-meaning people asking questions. It's like, I, I'm not paid to do that for you anymore. And I don't know if I can. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Well, it's an interesting thought about this, like, who gives us the authority to speak on certain things, right? Uh-huh. And I definitely feel like this last couple of years has been like a before I couldn't say things about things because I mean because it would come across as the opinion of the church, like my community. Uh-huh. Um or United Methodism as a whole, right? Like but I still did when it came to like certain things that I I was like I don't I don't care, like I need you to know like this is an atrocious. This is, you know. But I wonder how much residual and like, I don't know how to explain it, but like other people's difficulties, which are super important. And as an empathetic person, it just like comes on to me. And so then I do feel like, okay, I need to make a comment or, but I also wonder like, is that, I love that question of, is this something, is this me or is this me filling a role that I feel like I should? Fill. Not that mm-hmm. I feel like I want to fill, but I feel like I should fill. I think that's a big, that's a great grounding practice in anything. Like, why am I doing this? I think why am I doing this is a good question to ask about so much. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard a couple of different people say, you know, 
things like if you can't stand the heat, don't send the tweet. Like, what are we calling the tweet now? I call it the tweet. You know, I'm sorry. Like, if you I, have I to, X as the I, thing, are you Xing? I still go to Twitter.com. Okay, I don't know what this X thing is, but I go to Twitter.com and I tweet there. Is there um, an X.com? I just have so many questions. There is. There, uh, yeah, and it it but. You type in Twitter.com and it takes you to the bird site. And even though there's no birds on there, it's still the bird site. Okay, cool. I, just, I refuse. I refuse to call it anything else now. But I, but I, I, to me, that's kind of a grounding practice for myself. That's like, okay, I have a hot take here. It's probably maybe it's probably pretty good, you know. But do I have the energy or the bandwidth to actually babysit this thing uh, when it gets inevitable pushback? When you know, whoever finds it, finds it. And is that a good use of my time? Because I again, I'm not paid to do this. Right. And, you know, I mean, and for me, you know, I, I, I do have a full time job, I have hobbies, I have children, I have friends, like, at a certain point, it's like, this isn't my job. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had to do that even in small things. Like I used to be really into like, watching the like Apple announcements or whatever. You know, like when the new iPhone announcements, like, oh, I'm going to check out the the iPhone announcement. Like, like, Justin, you are not a tech reporter. <laughs> like, you do not need to sit through this. And so I don't anymore. But I think something I'm just asking my question, like, what is my role here? Right. Like, what is the what is the like? And and the, the, you can just say, like, I'm doing it because I want to do it. It doesn't have to be this big, profound mission statement. It can just be like, this feels good to me in this moment. That's a valid enough reason for a lot of things, not everything, but a lot of things. But if it's like, oh, I'm I'm being performative or I need to attention. Yeah, I guess that's it, right? It's like having a platform. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'm saying is like, it feels like if it becomes autopilot and autopilot is the problem for me anyway, like if I'm going to be authentic and real, I think reacting is, is important, right? But there is also like the awareness that you can't in some ways go back to just being a lay person that there will always be. I think we lie to ours. I lied to myself anyway, for a while thinking like, Oh, I can just go. And obviously I'm, I'm a girl has a podcast. So clearly same. I like, you know, I've got, I think got, I've got thoughts. I've got some thoughts, people, but I just want to take us into, you know, the work I've done over the last year. I just want to take us into being aware of our our bodies, being aware of what we are doing, if that makes sense. Like I feel like we have spent like on autopilot. And then, you know, this need to be an expert is something that I want to check in with. And particularly I think about the men who I know who have left ministry and they're expected to be an expert. And so they like launch a thing where they're an expert right away. You know, I just got my coaching credential this week, guys. So the experience of like my fear and even advertising that I do. So I've like, I've done hundreds of hours of coaching in order to get my coaching credential. Then I had to like take an actual test. Right. But I know a lot of people who just like hang up a shingle and they're like, Hey, I'm a coach. I don't necessarily think that's bad, but I wonder for me, I feel like I had to get the accreditation. I had to get the years of experience. I had to have a mentor. I had to go through all of that because being an expert, uh, and maybe it's because I'm a woman, but I feel like being an expert 
in a field requires accreditation for me. And that is a very privileged, used to schooling type of person, right? Um, there's all kinds of yeah. implications think, in that. Well, I think um, I, I'll, I can speak for myself. I think one of the best things for me was having about a three or four year cooling off period. Yeah. After ministry. And there's reasons for that, some of which I just didn't have the hustle and other ones are just circumstantial. But I, I didn't have a big following. I didn't have, uh, I didn't launch a podcast or, a, you know, Instagram account that was like, it was a different time. former pastor tells all, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was also a different time. The internet was different. But I think that was looking back, that was really good for me. And kind of gave me a lot of perspective on the work I do now that I don't think I would have because I, I needed to come off of it like I needed to like and and if I look back at my online life and my personal life during that season, it was it was not good. Like, you know, I mean, I was still trying to be a, like not not knowing it, but trying to be a pastor, trying to have authority in people's lives. I mean, not in an exploitive way, but just kind of like speaking from a place that's like, is this really your place to speak from anymore? And it was good for me to have to work through that. And I that would be my encouragement to anyone. Like if you if you find yourself out of ministry, maybe don't start the next thing, the next ministry, quote unquote, just yet. Maybe flip burgers for a bit, you know, find a trade or find a job, like, you know, beg for one if you have to, because that's what most of us have to do after ministry. And that's not because... Do something not ministry. If it, That would just be my encouragement. And that's not to say everyone that launches straight into the thing is, is problematic or everyone that cools off isn't. It's just more like, I for me, and I think for a lot of folks, it was really helpful to have a period of exile for lack of a better term. I think I'm off a little bit more authentic. I was thinking through the last couple of years and I, I wouldn't say I had a cooling off period. I never really like disappeared, but I kind of did a little bit. And uh, mm -hmm. my, my work has definitely <laughs> been a little bit more private and I feel like I'm about to be a little bit more public with stuff that I do like coaching and also like you, know, you 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 went to Bend to like work on an airstream. Yeah, like, that's, I did disappear. That's, you yeah, it counts. Yeah, I mean it was only three months, four months, but I definitely and I kept doing it, so I did it like a couple of times. I did it twice. Yeah, <laughs> but I think for for me anyway, I feel like I feel sometimes guilty that I'm not in the ring, mm -hmm. and I think I just want to like. Sometimes you create the thing you need, right? I just want to give people permission to ask themselves the question of like, is this me or is this me trying to satisfy the thing that I once was, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also want to encourage you to like investigate authenticity. I think by that, I mean, like when you think about accounts or if even if you're not on social media, when you think about people that you're encountering, who are the people that feel authentic? Right. It's a non-curated experience of just like, oh, like this person has is clearly present to me in this moment and isn't like trying to make this into a sermon illustration or, you know, going to use this later for content like we are together in this moment. And I think that's a real fear. Yeah, the everything is a sermon illustration to everything is content pipeline is. 
Yeah. Real short. And I feel it. I want you to know I feel it. So when I hiked Mm -hmm. um, Mount Whitney, I had so many experiences that I thought I should share and I just didn't. And I keep telling myself I'm going to share those things. But for some reason, there was something particularly important for me for letting it like thaw a little. It's what you're talking about, right? Like not immediately Mm -hmm. being like this thing, you know, and then I feel guilt about it. Like, oh, you're just exhausted. You're maybe I am just exhausted of creating content, you know, Mm. but I just want to encourage people if they're feeling that rub, especially right now when things are super chaotic. It's interesting. I've noticed that you've been working out a lot more. Do you not a lot more, but you've been, you've always worked out a lot, but you have, do you think some of that is related to just sort of finding that like grounding space? Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could work out more, not because I like, it's not even like an, like I want to get stronger or aesthetics thing. It's just more of like a, it's really good for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think that that's kind of shifted for me too. Like I want to be able to move well and I want to be strong and I want to have good mental health mm-hmm. like for a long time. And so that's more of it for me. And I, and I try to, when I do post about it, I try to like skew it that way a little bit. Like, cause for me, it's just, that's what it is. And it is, it is frustrating that human bodies require so much effort to <laughs> keep them going. I know it's cause you know? we're not in the trades. Let me tell you, like today I was underneath my Airstream and I was like, my arms hurt. And I was like, why do my arms hurt? I was like, Oh, cause Friday you were working on the Airstream and it was a lot of physical Mm-hmm. labor like hammering and like bending and i also you know had my class that i teach i had my kids um and so their project was a little bit more labor intensive and carrying like literally a bin full of their like marquee stars they're making and i was like i don't have the strength to carry this but i need to carry it and that's like when i channeled my inner heath grocery carrying um thing that i grew <laughs> up with which is as a kid our our family is like we will do one run of groceries you are like that is the game. You cannot be coming back to the car for things. Like yeah, the like the like plastic bags. You have so many of them in your hand. It's like cutting your oh, hand. You have like the you... lines on your arm for like an hour <laughs> later. Yeah, that's our family. So I think yeah, there is there is something to be said about like just needing to work some of these emotions out of our body. Um, mm. And I, I think working out is a great example. Walking is a really good example of that. Movement for me is just so important. But if you can't do that. I think even just like writing things out or I don't know. And maybe people aren't feeling the rub in the same way I am, but I just have felt this sense of like, I don't, I went to Lauren Hill last night, which was incredible. Uh, and mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, you know, and the refugees, the Fugees, um, bring up all these like questions about race and reconciliation, like all this stuff. And I, I was thinking about like, oh, do they feel like they need to comment on everything that happens? Mm-hmm. Because they are experts in that field. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 always funny because we both kind of work in more like white collar ish settings. <laughs> but you like, I feel like it's funny because it's like we have to like make up physical activity for us to do. Actually, <laughs> 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 like because it's just you know that's what our, our bodies aren't meant to just sit around for a while New. Or forever. New. Um, but yeah, and I think that's an important practice for me um, just to get out of and, and even just get out of my head because, you know, anxiety. I mean, it's just it's a pretty, pretty it's the research is pretty clear that physical activity of some kind, whatever you can get. And, and it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like some weird. I'm just going to go on like a weird influencer 
morning routine rant. Like everyone, I feel like everyone's trying to sell you a morning routine now. That's like, wake up at 4 a.m. I have noticed that. No, like, no, like, sorry, like sleep. Honestly, sleep is like the number one wellness plan. So like, don't be waking up at 4 a.m. if you don't have to. Like, (laughs) why, Why would you do this to yourself? You know, like, so yeah, sleep. You need to do that. Yeah, I just feel like there's sometimes this like pressure to like do all this stuff. It's like, no, like find the thing that works for you. Find the physical activity that works for you. For me, it's lifting weights. For other people, it just might be walking. For for someone who's, you know, confined to a wheelchair or just not able to just do a lot of those things, just being in the sun or being or or engaging in some kind of like, you know, tactile thing is is important. And that's and these things are all great. These things bring us into ourselves. And that's that's a wonderful thing. And so much of our life is disembodied, which right. is, um, and, and again, this isn't a bad thing. It's just more of a, like, we need to be mindful of it. Like dessert's not a bad thing, but if you have only dessert all the time, it, then it becomes a problem. And so I think, um, kind of the ways we move in and out of work is it's important. And, and I think sometimes we can get so engaged and sucked into like the news cycle. I mean, especially cur- the, cur- the current news cycle right now is horrific. Like it is. And it, and we should be shocked. We should be appalled. We need yeah, to it should, look at it yeah. for sure. But you also need a break from it. If, if you, yeah. if you aren't a reporter or a, like a doctor working in Gaza right now, it's okay to take a breather, you know, cause you know, cause I mean, for me, I've got like, I, I, I have to like maintain a job to support a livelihood for like myself to eat. And for kids, like I can't be breaking down in tears constantly because mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just this odd balance that we find ourselves in. And again, have been having been a former pastor, there is a certain amount of like, well, I need to be involved. Right. Like I need, I need to be a part of this discourse. And will I matter if I don't? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the question. I, I'm more and more convinced that the question that most of us as humans are asking is, do I matter? Do I matter in this space? Do I matter to these people? Do I matter? What is my work to do? I, I mean, I think that's the case with all the clients that I coach, even from like business executives to like former clergy trying to figure out the next thing is how do I, how do I put my stamp on this world? Cause we've been given this really, you know, from all the worship songs back in the day, like we're going to be the generation, you know, we, we really, really matter. And I think so, well, two things I, I was thinking as you were speaking. I think my my friend who actually lives uh, in a wheelchair always says, don't say I'm confined to a wheelchair. Say I live in a wheelchair. And I love that because I think it does say there is movement available if there is movement, even if it's just I, whatever it might be. So I was just thinking about that. Then the other thing I was thinking is some of this, do I matter stuff? One of the reasons that I loved church communities so much uh, is that I got to be around people who are of different ages. So I went to lunch this week and you were on the phone with me when I did it. I went to lunch this week on Thursday with, I call them my board of directors. There are these, there's four of them, but only three could make it. They're guys who are in their seventies and eighties and they have lived incredible lives. One was a nonprofit manager. One is like a businessman who's like so good at that. The other one worked in like paint supplies and like just like construction world and owned his own business and just they're the neatest guys. And um, I had gone through a, a really rough night the night before where some stuff in my personal life was difficult. And I was just 
I wasn't in a super great headspace. And then I sat with people who are older than me and I had this really powerful moment where one of them with tears in his eyes told me how much I have meant to him. And I had this moment of thought, like when we are around people who are um, of, of different generations, we have the opportunity to not think that we have to matter so much because I think we're always worried that this is the moment and I need to do the thing. And if I don't do things, and maybe you don't think this, maybe you're not an Enneagram three who's like running around anxious that you're not doing the right thing. But I think, you know, there is this fear that if I miss the moment, right. And so to sit with people who are older and can reflect back to you that like, there's always going to be emergencies, Sarah, and there's always going to be tough stuff, but in this moment you matter. And I think that's the, the piece that so many people particularly leaving ministry. It's like you matter because you matter, not because of what you're bringing into the world or saying or doing. And if we're in an influencer world, I mean, I think about even like going to this concert and seeing all these people like taking selfies of themselves there, like, are they there or are they like there to create a moment online so that everybody can be jealous that they weren't there, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's this idea of, do I matter? So I love that question um, that you posed even from the very beginning is like, is this really me? Am I someone who does this thing? Like what is mine to do and be in the world? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and can I, if I'm not that person, are there voices that I can magnify that are those people? Cause that might be my mm-hmm. role. I don't know. Yeah. And I think like, I think it takes us being intentional about just how we interact in these spaces and how, and how much space we're taking up too. Mm-hmm. Like I think again, as a former minister, I'm kind of used to walking into a room and taking up a significant amount of space, you know, uh, leading volunteers. Like you're the one and you're the one in charge, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to a church board meeting, like you're, you're a significant member there, you know, and just kind of going on down the lines, so, you know, in, in my job, I'm typically like someone who's supposed to be there and supposed to take up space, supposed to speak up. And now it's like, is, am I supposed to do that now? Like, um, or can I be quiet? Do I know Do I even know how? Like, mm. I mean, that's like, did I get into the job that I got into because it gave me an excuse to just speak up all the time, mm. you know? And now it's like, oh, I've had to cultivate that whole, like, let's wait a second or two. Cause maybe someone else could speak up that actually really their voice is more important or more necessary in this moment. Right. Cause it can feel like a big burden you know, mm-hmm. what if I screw this up? And it's, and it's self-inflicted, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's especially self-inflicted when it's like, you're no longer part of a church. Like no, no one's asking for this. Like, you know, you're like, you're just doing it to yourself. And, and sometimes, and again, like maybe it's necessary. Maybe it is, maybe you are the best person to speak to whatever this is, but maybe not. Yeah. So I think, I'm really glad that we had this conversation because we were both like, what do we do? What do we say? And to pause and take a beat and say, or do we say anything like not speaking feels whatever, but sometimes I think just magnifying other voices and then getting really grounded in ourselves. I, um, I've been listening to a bunch of audiobooks because <laughs> I'm either listening to a podcast or an audiobook when I'm underneath my airstream or like really melodic music. But I've been thinking a lot about this idea of like, what are the things that ground me? One of the practices that one of these books was talking about was this idea of like, 
just doing like a sensory, like when you're going through all of this stuff and it feels so overwhelming to like actually look around you and go, this desk is brown. I'm smelling what smell, like check in with all your senses and be really present to it as a way of like allowing yourself to feel whatever emotion it is and also getting really into your body so you're not disembodied in that moment. So Mm -hmm. as we're trying not to be reactive (laughs) in our work and trying not to feel the pressure to react all the time, uh, Mm -hmm. because that's not, it fried out, it fried out my central nervous system. I know that much. Yeah. Well, do we? Yeah. And I think, yeah, I just, I just think it's like, we have to learn how to take care of ourselves now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're in a role where it was like, kind of the opposite of the flight attendant kind of thing. It's like, get on everybody else's air mask first. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, oh, there's no more air mask left. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, an important conversation. So I'm so glad we had it. Uh, please, friends, weigh in. Like, you know, I love these episodes. That's just Justin and I. But like, what are the ways that you, in such a reactive world, what are how do you figure out what to talk about, what not to talk about? Um, how do you know what's yours? Mm-hmm. And how do you give yourself space for your central nervous system to like calm down? And maybe it's just like, you're like, I'm not an influencer. I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So thanks for joining us for another episode of Rev Cover. You got anything else, Justin? No, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great week, friends. And we will catch you on here. Or you can always join us in the recovery room discord which is one of my favorite places to be so we will that's through patreon i'm sure a commercial will run and then we'll tell you more all right bye